The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And uh, on today's AI Today podcast, we're going to continue with our glossary series. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying it. You know, we've been hearing, we've been getting feedback from you. You guys have been really uh, enthusiastic about this. I know there's still a need for education, people trying to understand terms and terminology. Maybe you understand it, maybe you don't. Maybe we're doing a good job. Maybe we're not. We know we're simplifying things a lot. That's our, our job. We're not trying to get into the technical nuances. We're trying to avoid technical speak and mathematical lingo. Of course, if you want to do these things, you do need to understand the technical speak and you do need to understand the math if you want to implement it. But from an understanding of the concept and knowing how it it's used and how to have a conversation with data scientists, this is the level I think that might be good enough, right? Because they're not going to ask you to implement it. Uh, if you're new to the AI Today podcast, definitely listen to the other entries on the glossary series. When we talk about terms that are related, and as we go into our glossary series, a lot of these terms are related. So we refer back to those podcast uh, episodes. You should listen. And um, also, there are other podcasts on interviews with people who are doing AI, uh, our CPMAI practitioners who are uh, you know, implementing the best practice approach to AI called CPMAI and getting certified but we'll talk about that uh, at a later point today. Exactly. So on our glossary series, we want to go over AI, machine learning, big data terms at a high level. And on today's podcast, we're going to be going over the term decision trees so that if you hear this come up in conversation, you'll know what people are talking about. So basically, a decision tree is a machine learning algorithm that classifies data into different categories in a tree-like structure with branches and leaves. But in machine learning, the decision tree is created algorithmically rather than by a human. So that's important to note. Sometimes, you know, you can have, I always think about like with those uh, magazines like Vogue or one of them where you have different decision trees and it's like, you know, is are you, I don't know, happy or sad today? And it goes down the whole list and it's like, oh, well, you should be wearing this. That's set up by a human. These decision trees are set up algorithmically rather than created by a human. But I always think about that you know, visually so that I can see that. Um, and decision trees are popular for their simplicity and they don't rely on large amounts of data uh, for training data or also significant computing power. So it's important. We want to make sure that we point that out because sometimes people come to us and they're like, we just don't have a lot of data, so we can't do machine learning. And we're like, yes, there's algorithms that don't that aren't so data hungry. Um, and that's why it's important that we point that out because decision trees, you know, really don't, rely on large amounts of training data. And yeah. they were also considered state of the art before neural nets. So if we think about when expert systems ruled, and we we talked about that in a previous podcast, so make sure to check that out if you want to learn more about expert systems, uh, you know, decision trees really were uh, state of the art. Exactly. And, you know, you could think about like, well, decision trees sound really basic. How can I do anything really complicated with them? The answer is like, there's a lot you could do complicated. When one of these examples we've been using as a sort of like an easy to understand example in our pot, a glossary series is, let's say I have uh, multiple dimensions to our data. So if you're not familiar with a dimension, you should go listen to our podcast on dimensions. But let's just say I have one dimension that represents your age. So it's a line and you could plot data on that line. That's why it's called 
solid dimension, you know, anywhere between zero, which is the smallest age and whatever the highest age is. And let's say I have another dimension that, me that measures income. And it goes from, I guess, zero, if that's the starting point and income to whatever the top range is. And I've already have my data because you gotta have to have data. If you don't have data, then you're literally just throwing a dart at the dartboard. And I've already separated, let's say, this group into the group that uh, I've given loans to and the group that I haven't. Now, what approach would I, let's say a machine needs to figure out so that some person gives an age and I should or an income or an age and income, and I can determine whether or not they should get the loan or not, right? And um, well, we talked about a bunch of different approaches. I can do probabilistically, I could draw some circles, I can draw some wide lines, but I could also use a decision tree and the machine can figure it out and say, okay, is the age over 25? Is the income over 95,000? Then the answer is yes, right? Um, and it's actually doing the same task. It's doing the same classification task. You should listen to our podcast on classification that determines whether you're in the grant, grant alone or not grant alone. So if we think about it, we could build much more complicated trees. I only had two decisions there because I only had two dimensions, age and income. But if I have many more, let's say I have your age, your gender, your location, your this, your that, maybe your locations, multiple locations, zip code, you could think of a very complicated decision tree where, you know, you, the, where some parts of the tree get categorized into yes loan and some categories get not. Now, the great thing about a decision tree is that you can actually examine it. You can look at it. It's got this characteristic called explainability, where if someone is, say, granted a loan or most likely denied a loan, you can look at the part of the tree kind of that were <laughs> that it went through and you can say, well, it's because of this, because of this, because of this. And you can decide whether maybe that was good or that was bad. The other thing is that decision trees, especially the ones that are provided by machine, remember, uh, machines are probabilistic, not deterministic. So it's not going to say, yes, you're granted a loan. That's the end of the story. It says, well, you know, I'm only confident so much in the way that I've I've, I've, uh, this tree was developed. So maybe I'll say 61% chance, yes, or 80% chance, right? So, you know, in, in parts of the tree that are maybe not as confident, it may give you the classification answer, but it's a different category, categorization, you know, a, a probability on that. So the advantages, of course, decision trees, easy for computers, uh, that can handle any kind of numerical data or category data. They are inherently explainable because they have that white box. You can take a look at it. They're really great for decision-making. So anything that requires decisions are great for decision trees. Uh, that's why it's called a decision tree, right? Uh, <laughs> and they're really, they can be really fast, you know? Of course, the problem is, is that these trees can get very complicated, especially if you have machines creating them. Um, and also machines can create many different versions of trees for the same data and the same set. We'll get into that, actually. We talk a little bit about how we can make use multiple trees. They're also very susceptible to a problem called overfitting, where it's like the decision tree is built for that training data set really, really well for that training data set. And as you start to use other data, real-world data, that doesn't quite fit, um, you have some problems. And it's really not very good decision trees doing predictions on unfamiliar data. When you have data that really doesn't look, this kind of goes to the overfitting problem. It, when, it, when it doesn't really look like it, then it starts, you know, you start, you know, the tree is the tree. So it's going to give you an answer, but it's going to give you a totally random answer uh, or not really random, but it won't give you a good answer. So, and of course you can't really use decision trees for things like conversational systems, natural language processing, image recognition, these things where, you know, it's not really a rules, you know, you can't really think of how that would work. But 
they're really good, especially at numerical data, tabular data, structured data. Yeah, decision trees are still very good. Exactly. So hopefully now at a high level, you have an understanding of decision trees, and that's what this glossary series is all about. But of course, understanding these terms at a high level and understanding how to put them into practice are two different things. And that's really where CPMAI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology, comes into play. Uh, We are big advocates of doing AI right. If you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that we are advocates of doing AI right. We also are big advocates of best practices methodologies, and in particular, CPMAI methodology. So for our AI Today listeners, we have put together a free intro to CPMAI course so that you can check out what it's all about. Go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI, where you can register for the course. And if you're interested in getting the certification, then we encourage you to go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. I will link to both of them in the show notes as well, so you can just click right on the link. But we have many of our podcast listeners who actually are CPMAI certified. We've had some great interviews with some people that are CPMAI certified so that they've been able to highlight and tell our listeners how they've put CPMAI into practice to be successful at their organization and within their role. So if you are interested, I definitely encourage you to get certified, join our growing list of CPMAI certified folks from around the globe. And again, I'll link to both of them in the show notes. So thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. 